0: Welcome, friend. This is I Need Thee Every Hour, a podcast dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are listening to your ministering sister, Casey Mills. Hello. Welcome back. I wanted to do something a little different. I had my uh, husband say, you should do an episode about the struggles of having toddlers. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? There's quite a bit I could say about that. <laughs> and um I was just thinking, I, I really need to kind of uh preface that conversation with some background. Obviously, I've given quite a bit of background um, about our family and our situation. I'll just um, briefly recap for those uh, who don't know. Uh, my husband and I are were both previously married. I had five children from my previous marriage. He had one child from his previous marriage. We got together and pretty quickly had three more between us. So we have nine children in total in our uh, blended crew. <clears throat> excuse me, my five are now okay so we our okay so our our oldest then my my oldest from my previous um, is a boy and he is now sixteen. and then my four are my next four are all daughters um, ages. 14, 13, 12, and 10. Um, my husband has a daughter from his previous marriage, and she is 11. And uh, it's funny, uh, there's a brief period of time between my my oldest's birthday and um, my husband's daughter's birthday, where it's, it was perfect, you know, it's always perfect. It was so before he... Um, turned 16 then it was 15 14 13 12 11 10 anyway it's just kind of fun <clears throat> and then our our three that we have uh between us are all boys and they are six five and four and i'm sure you're wondering don't you guys know about birth control <laughs> i'm used to people saying all the all the usuals boy you sure have your hands full you know how that happens right <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> really? <laughs> I've been doing it to myself this whole time. <laughs> no, actually. Um, I, and I know I mentioned this before, and and I'm not uh, I'm I'm not afraid to be candid about it. I know that there's some people that you know want to judge, and there's some people that are like Bravo and. <laughs> We had someone say to us, uh, we had a, a gentleman say to my husband the other day, thank you for choosing life. <laughs> because he saw our kids climbing out of our van like a clown car. Anyway, and I thought that was about the nicest thing anyone has ever said to us. Um, but, uh, you know, but we've had people stare at us. We've had people, you know, uh, you know kind of gawk at us a little bit like we're a circus. We've had people, um, stare with disapproving looks. Um, we've, we've had it all. And, uh, you know, and my, uh, my, um, I actually have one daughter in particular who kind of takes it a little more personal than others. She's just kind of hot under the collar in general. And, um, and so I, I have to, you know, I, I totally get where she's coming from and it's kind of like, I've been there, sweetie. And uh, I have to kind of fight that in myself, you know, Um, a little bit of, um, you know, feistiness. My husband says I'm feisty. Um, And I think because he is so cool, calm, and collected, (laughs) I think he kind of appreciates my feistiness. Um, And he so so we laugh that i kind of bring out feistiness in him and he calms me down uh so we that's our yin and yang that we that we have pretty much everything else um he and i very much agree on which is nice considering my previous marriage i we didn't agree on anything and had nothing in common basically <laughs> except the way it gets together um but my husband um, now uh, we both uh, very much I mean, we it's kind of funny, actually, because we and, and, I, and I'm not even close to exaggerating, like on a daily basis, we will say something at the exact same time, same wording, same inflection, whatever it is like, you know, or we'll be just listening to a song. And then we both start singing right at the same point. When, during the song. Anyway, just funny funny quirky stuff like that that uh, that we do we're, we're very much alike in that way and and I, I very much feel like he is my best friend and I'm able to be myself with him and he uh, loves me anyway and <laughs> and uh, you know and it's funny I, I remember when I had uh, split from my uh, previous spouse and and I remember him asking me, what do you want? You know, kind of like wondering why I I would want to leave him, why I would want to, um, you know, break up our family essentially, right? Because that was – I was the devil for doing that. Um, But I remember him asking me, what do you want? And I said, you know, in in reference to a a relationship, you know, essentially, which I, I had no desire to get remarried. I will say that. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with marriage. I'm done with men. I just was like, if this is, you know, because in my mind, I was like, if this is what marriage is, I don't want it. (laughs) That was how I felt about it. I felt extremely disenchanted with with the whole idea of marriage. Um, And uh, anyway, and he asked me, you know, what do you want? And I said, you know, I I wouldn't mind being with someone who's kind of like me you know which probably sounds terrible but it's just like when you can't even agree on something excuse me when you can't even agree on something as simple as decor in your house like everything turned into a fight i mean it just was ugh, we didn't agree on anything it was exhausting absolutely exhausting not a peaceful moment it seemed and uh, you know obviously the, it, well, it was peaceful when I acquiesced, which most of the time I did just because I just didn't want to fight and and I was exhausted. And um, because for the last uh, two years, I want to say, of that marriage, uh, roughly, I was working full time and trying to do school full time. I was maybe doing school full time sometimes in School um, part time when I couldn't handle doing a full time load. Anyway, it was exhausting, and I and I frequently tried to uh, be home with my children as much as I could and take care of them as much as I could, and and I wanted my children to um, you know have as much time with me as possible, and I wanted you know because I was thinking well. I've, I've been the at-home parent, I know what it's like, and I know that it can be harder for men than for women, uh, harder for the dad to be an at-home parent than the mother. Um, I, you know, I can only speak for what I know in my situation and what I saw and in generalities. Um, so, you know, take take with that what you will. But, you know, for, for me, I, I wanted to give my spouse a break from being the at-home parent. And so I tried to encourage him to get out as much as possible and um, take over with, with the um, kids. Um, I didn't realize, though, that his mother was doing a lot, a lot more um, than, than I, had, I was aware. And so he really didn't have um, a whole lot that he was doing. Um, and so he really didn't need the break like I thought he did. And, in fact, it, quite the opposite. I, I actually am the one who, who needed a break because it was, yeah, it was constant, constant work, constant stress. I, I never got a break. And you know what? Through all of that, though, because I felt strongly that the Lord wanted me to, to be working um, and furthering my, uh, my, uh, my skills and my education – the Lord blessed me, that I don't think I ever got sick. yeah, I, I, I don't think I ever got sick. it was it was quite a uh, quite a miracle. I, I know that the Lord was blessing me, and um and I also know that that was key in me being able to get away from my abuser, because I had the um established I had an established um, job and established credit. At that point, and I had because I had purchased a home in my name, and I had been able to build things up so that I could comfortably and safely um, walk away from him and um, his uh, control over me. And uh, anyway, um, so I wanted to talk about how my my current uh, family dynamic is so unique. You know, when you think about when you think about family, you think about okay, well, I've got my I've got I've got my own. My own, uh, you know, idiosyncrasies, and then I've and then I got to deal with my, uh, you know, spouse, and, and we're working on our marriage, and, and we and we've got to come together, and we've got to, you know, work things out between us, right? Marriage, our, the marriage has to come first, right? Um, and then and then you've got issues with kids, depending on how many you have, and depending on how old they are, and uh, and you have any number of things that could be going on uh, there with with the uh, issue of, of having children, and I feel like. Those two elements can really push you to a breaking point all by themselves, and then when you add in stepchildren and blended family situation, maybe you have exes you're dealing with, um, you have uh, multiple uh, in-law situations that you're dealing with. It takes a village to make it work and to keep everybody sane and we you know thank heaven and I will I will continue saying it till my dying day I am I'm so very grateful that my um stepdaughter's mother is as great as she is you know I know that the whole situation is not easy for her either and um but she right from the start, she was pretty great to me, and uh that that definitely could have made that that could have pushed me over the edge if she hadn't been as uh, kind and supportive as she was um that was very unusual and I'm sure that there were people who didn't uh agree with her being so um friendly with me but um but i I thank the Lord every day and i and i and i I tell her. I have told her often how grateful I am for her kindness toward me. Um, you know, that was a, a major goal for me. I wanted to get along with her and I wanted her to um, know that she had my uh, my um, utmost uh, respect and love and um, – sorry, because things – Things haven't been so easy between myself and my stepdaughter, and um, I just don't know that things could have even gone as well as they did um, if her mother um, was uh, acting as my enemy. So um, – and then to have – but especially just because my my ex, my children's uh, father and his family were very much um, uh, treating me as an enemy, um, that was about all I could handle. And so I just – yeah, the Lord, um, the Lord definitely um, – uh, blessed us, blessed her, um, so that we could, and and really, I think that's just a sign of being a good parent. I think that's the sign, a sign of being a good, uh, you know, trying to be a a good adult, um, is to think of, well, you know, here here's my here's my former spouse um, that I am no longer married to. I can't control who they end up with, but I can do my part to get along with them, right? To make things as easy as possible for my child, you know, and I know that that's why she she does what she does is because she's thinking of her daughter and she wants things to be peaceful for her daughter. Um, and I just say, you know, bravo, she's, she's got the, she's got it right. And she, she works very hard to be a good mother. And, um, yeah, and I know, and I know it's not an easy situation, and I've told her that you know being a single mom uh, is not easy, and she has a a, a, a tough uh, job that she does for her career, and um, so she's you know she's doing her best. I know she's doing her best. Um, anyway, uh, so I just wanted to say like the what I realized is um that we have. It, at least in 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 my blended family situation, it feels like we have three different families essentially. Like I I have there, there's the there's me and my uh, older five uh, biological children, and then and then my husband and and his uh, uh, daughter, his uh, biological daughter, and then and then me and my husband and, and our three, and we and that's really hard. In a lot of ways, you know, I could go on and on about it, but we and 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 that's not to say that we don't try to bring us all together. We call ourselves the Crazy Eleven. We've definitely uh, moved heaven and earth and given a Herculean effort to to bring our three families together uh, to become one and. We, we've done We've done family trips, we've done many family outings. we've We've tried just living all together in the same house, all in each other's faces. <laughs> we, um, there just was a lot of um, a lot of dynamics. Uh, you know, the I, I think people, well, okay, just like the difference between uh, dating someone and then getting married and now you're living together, uh, you really don't know how you're going to feel or, or how those dynamics are going to work out until you're actually in that situation and 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 it almost seems like you those those kinds of scenarios can bring out the worst in everybody any any issues that maybe there were the, excuse me any issues that were there kind of um get a spotlight put on them uh they kind of um uh, grow exponentially um one of the things that I was thinking of with, okay, let's just, let's just talk about basic struggles. Okay. You have, like, for example, you have typical sibling rivalry, typical sibling disputes. Well, when you have biological siblings that have grown up together, you're, you're similar, you've bonded, you, you've, you've, especially with my five, they've been through a lot, a lot together. They're like, They're super, super tight with each other, and that's a hard thing then for my stepdaughter to try to come into. She's used to being an only child at her mother's house, and even for a period of time before our little ones um, were born, she she had time just her and I, and that I didn't get with my my five because I was desperately trying to get them with me and I didn't get to see them maybe every couple of months I might get to see them for a week or two it was really hard for for those years of being separated from them and I know that there was a bit of jealousy going on when you know my kids would would feel like well you know the here's here's my stepdaughter getting to spend so much time with me and I'm getting to raise her and I'm not getting to raise them, and uh, so that was hard. Um, even though she definitely loved them, and I know that they loved her, um, but there there still was a, a, a you know a little bit of an issue. But I know they still had a, a good time when they were together. But they were pretty young, um, you know, throughout throughout all of that. And so anyway, and and then any issues that happen between siblings, right? You you have like typical fights and and things like that, and and you can kind of even if you end up even if like my girls, for example, end up if they end up screaming at each other it's over you know like in a day or so right it's 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 easy to get past it because of you know you have that bond right but those kinds of things didn't happen organically with my stepdaughter. And so even though, you know, I think they all, everybody was trying their best. Once my kids came and were uh, living finally, miraculously living with me full time, I think my stepdaughter thought things were going to be a little different. And I think maybe even my older kids thought things were going to be a little different too. And so there was a lot of clashing that I had not anticipated. And a lot of... A lot of I'm, – I'm sure my husband would say I was being defensive of my kids. I certainly felt he was being defensive of his daughter. Um, there was a lot that was happening that was pitting he and I against each other. It's really hard to put your marriage first when your children are struggling so much and they're feeling like – well, I'll just say like it's really hard to be a parent and it's even harder like maybe ten times harder to be a step parent, and I don't know anyone who would disagree with me on that. And I would definitely challenge anyone who wanted to disagree with me, because you are in this position where you love this child and you are trying to uh, love them and raise them as your own, and that kid pretty much doesn't want that. And then let's say that there's a dispute, and and your spouse is gonna feel like they need to protect their kid and they're looking at you like, well, you're not their parent, right? You don't know them the way I know them. You don't love them the way I love them. You didn't raise them from birth. You know, you're not biologically related or whatever you want to say, right? Any any of those things can come into play and you get defensive. And I'm not saying that, you know, That it was all, you know, my my husband participating in that. I know I've done that too. I know I've had, I've been put in a situation where I'm just like, my kids have not been able to be with me the way they needed to in order to, and they're healing now. And if I look like I'm picking my stepdaughter's side over them, I don't know what that's going to do to them. And I don't know what that's going to do to my relationship with them. And yet if I don't look like I'm sufficiently supporting my stepdaughter, well, then that sends a message to her and to my husband that I don't care about her and that he needs to then defend her against me and my kids. And I know that there is a, a bit of that that has uh, reared its ugly head. And um, it's been really, really hard to try to figure out how do we handle these kinds of situations and some and you know it's and then when I say okay three different families well when it's me and my husband and our younger three totally different scenario right totally typical whatever right like he he handles things how he needs to and I don't second guess him he I handle things how I need to and he doesn't second guess me and it's able to be just I mean it's like it's right it's not easy right but comparatively it's easy when it's just the five of us you know um but then once once everybody else you know comes into the mix it's like okay you know i feel like i'm I need anti-anxiety meds just to get through a dinner, you know, sometimes. It's it's strugg- it's a struggle. It's a real struggle and I know, you know, with my stepdaughter, she had a lot of time uh, just her and I or even if it was just or when it was her and I and and my boys and um you know, but I know that she still had a lot of struggles too where I think she I th- I think she n- you know felt my love for her and i and i know i've felt her love for me and and you know you you when you serve someone like like i can't tell you how many times i've i've had to help her in ways that her dad wouldn't be able to help her i mean just from a female perspective okay like like that kind of thing is very important uh you know so you you can't you can't um be in those kind of scenarios without growing to love someone and um um, and so I think, you know, once my daughters were, were uh, living here with me, I think she kind of felt a little jilted that I wasn't, um, you know, having that same kind of scenario with her. But that being said, there still – I could tell that there still was a struggle for her internally that I was doing things for her that her mom wasn't doing for her, if that makes sense. Like when she's in my home, well, her mom can't, right? Her mom's not here so sometimes a little girl still needs mothering. even an 11 year old girl still needs mothering, but she just it just kind of came to a head. and it was like I just said she just doesn't want me to mother her. And this is, you know, maybe maybe part of her wants it, but there's a huge part of her that just does not want that from me. and that, and that was hard. That was really hard. and I and I've done a lot of research, read uh, books and articles, and listened to podcasts and and the main message that I got from, from what I've listened to about step step situations and blended family situations is that for sure the the overarching message for a child when they're in a situation where there's a, a step parent in the picture is that this step parent is replacing their other parent and and it doesn't matter how like like I said, it, it didn't matter how much her mother supported me or I supported her and tried to back her up and tried to show care and respect. And, and same thing with, with her mother, tried to show care and respect toward me uh, being the mother here in my home. All of that, and, and my husband too, all of that was probably about as good as it could be between, between all of us. And yet, what I saw was my stepdaughter still struggling. And I just knew, I knew she just, she needed to feel at home somewhere. She needed to feel like she had her mother. And I know that she loves her dad and she's super tight with her dad. Um, But I just, I just kept feeling like, just like with my daughters, right? They were super, super struggling because they couldn't be with their mother. And I just knew they need to be with their mother. And same thing with my stepdaughter. She needed to be with her mother more than she was. It was way too much back and forth. And I could go on and on about all of that, those kinds of dynamics and what I've seen and, and what I've read and, and how, you know, kids want to – kids need to need to feel at home. They need to have a home, a place that feels like a safe zone for them. And, uh, you know, and sometimes you got to you got to swallow your pride and you got to figure out what's going to be the best scenario for that child or those children and say, where where is their home? What is their home? And for some kids, for most kids, I would say home is with mom, especially at a, you know, up to a certain age. Home is just with mom. Um, anyway, so like I said, the sibling rivalry and disputes and things just, you know, stuff would happen, there'd be issues, but they just weren't getting resolved and they were just kind of growing and getting worse. And it was just kind of like, you know, who's this person, you know, usurping, right? And, uh, and then, well, and then... (laughs) And then you got the issue of hormones, right? Because all of our older children now, the the older uh, six, are going through hormonal changes, and so we've got that coming into play now. <sighs> and <laughs> and so when you have when you have that time of the month. For girls, and I'm sorry, even uh, teenage boys are going through their own, uh, you know, testosterone changes and things like that. They're gonna be uh, short of temper, short of patience. Um, the girls, they're, you know, I it's so funny because naively I assumed um, me and all my girls would be on a similar cycle. Yeah, that's that's not happened yet. Everybody almost has their own week, and so it's it's made things quite interesting. Yeah, um, not all of our daughters um, have uh, uh, crossed that threshold yet, but three of them have. The three older ones have, so that's been uh, that's been quite interesting. And uh, you know, I think just for me, because I am so candid, I am very blunt about things, and I'll and I'll call it like it is. And so, you know, if someone's being a a <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll censor myself. <laughs> someone's acting a certain way. I can say, "Hey, what time of the month is it for you?" You know, and just kind of say, "Maybe you need to just kind of address that and and maybe take some extra time in your room, right?" <laughs> Not take it out on everybody. Thanks. Um, you know, and I and I don't always you know, handle things properly myself either. So that's why I say, hey, I need grace too. We all need grace. We need to give it to ourselves and we need to give it to each other and say, maybe this person had a hard day. Maybe this person's dealing with hormone issues. Maybe this person's getting sick. And you know what? We've added on to the list. Maybe this person has eaten something with food coloring in it and it's affecting them and their brain chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely happens in our house. I've noticed it. Yeah, we've 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 eliminated certain uh, foods and drinks from our household, and I have banned it because I'm like, I got enough issues to deal with. I got enough personalities. I got enough uh, emotions and uh, tantrums and all of that to deal with to last me ten lifetimes. I I don't need any more than than uh, I have already been uh, had dished out to me. So. <laughs> And I am just about out of time, so I think, and I still have quite a bit more to say. So I think I'll probably split this up into a uh, into a part um, into a uh, two part uh, episode. Uh, so hopefully this has been entertaining. Uh, hopefully my. <laughs> My uh, struggles and my situation are uh, helping you to kind of either uh, commiserate with me a bit if you can relate or help you to be grateful that you don't have to deal with these things. And maybe if you are feeling generous and feeling some grace toward me, you would offer a prayer on mine and and my family members uh, behalf because we need it. We get asked often, what do you need? And I just say, you know what? I'll always take a prayer. Because I know what that does for me, I know what my prayers do for my children and for my husband. Um, but I do know that when we pray for others uh, selflessly, it it does exponentially um, more than when we pray for ourselves. And uh, and and that being said, I I do also know that a mother's prayer for her children are are the most powerful um, or one of the most powerful prayers that can be said. So uh, I will say that too. Um, do not underestimate your, uh, your power as a, as a parent, as a mother, um, to, to pray for yourself, to pray for your spouse. Definitely pray for your spouse um, and also pray for your children. And you will, um, you will be shown things, you will be guided and you will be blessed. And with that, I will end today's uh, part one episode. Thank you.